So dear brothers and sisters, I'm not sure which category you fall into. Uh, some people are very, very observant. Some people observe everything and see everything. Um, I probably would be one of those where when I'm walking down the corridor, you know, I straighten the picture, turn off the light, lock the door. You know what I mean? And you're, as you walk along, you're trying to make order as you're walking while, while moving. You know what I mean? You close the window and you pick up the thing and you put the hoover back in. And as, as you're walking along, you're just observing and fixing and doing what needs to be done. And even when we were painting the hall there over the summer, uh, there were some colour charts which uh, did the rounds and some various people are expressing their opinions as regards what matches what. And it's just amazing to see. I, I, apparently women do see about 25% more colour than guys. But um, the girls go, oh yeah, those two colours really match and those two don't. And I was like, they're, they're exactly the same colour. What are you talking about? Like, uh, But yeah, this top, top, is that, is that how you pronounce it? Taupe, taupe, T-A-U-P-E. That's uh, probably taupe in British English, anyway, okay. Um, so, and then like, all these colours, these combinations that would absolutely work, and these combinations that absolutely wouldn't, and they, they look exactly the same to me. Like, for example, I know at present that there's a slate missing from the south side in the house, the east-facing part of the roof. There's a slate missing, about six slates up, four slates in. It's been missing for the last three years, and I'm dying to get up there and fix it. Down at the end west, west wing of the house, there's another large slate missing, and on the shed over there, uh, way in, there's a, a large tile missing. I know where they are. I know they're missing. I know they have to be done. And I, I'm, that's, I've, const- I've that constantly in my head. Whenever we get a sky lift that I can get up there, I'll do it. I'll glue them back into place. But I, I'm just observant. I see these things. Other people are wonderfully clueless. <laughs> they must love life. They must be just so... I remember um, there, was, there was a guy not so long ago who just before Mass uh, went, to bath and, went to the bathroom there near the, near the sacristy. And, and he came out, and I just looked back, and it was just amazing to see how many little things he left disordered. Right? So, he left his hat there, didn't flush the toilet, uh, <laughs> um, left the tap half running, left the door open where you, where you dump in the hand, the hand towels. Like, it's like six things, six, like six things that you got wrong in going to the bathroom. It's, it's impressive, it's impressive. But what's interesting is when we look at sanctity see sanct- the idea of sanctity I think we, we reserve for like those big moments those big things those moments where you get to give your life Though, like even uh, people like St. Francis St. Anthony they had dreams of going uh, on the crusades and dying for the faith over there in the Holy Land and that's what St. Francis set out to do and then didn't didn't die, wasn't killed, didn't die a martyr. That was his intention. I'll give my life to God in this way. But that's not where the Lord wanted him to live out sanctity. Where did the Lord want to live out sanctity? In the ordinary daily things. The or, that's where sanctity is lived out, in the ordinary daily things. In Romans 5, 5 Paul writes, For the Holy Spirit... The love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. The love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. We have received the Holy Spirit, especially in virtue, especially it's even clearer for us now, in virtue of baptism and confirmation, we have received the Holy Spirit who already now dwells within us. So where is sanctity lived? It is not lived in the mass of things of the life of life, but in the nappy changing, in the dishwashing, in the hoovering, in the shopping, 
in then slightly larger things then, you know, in, in choosing to forgive someone who has hurt you, in choosing to spend time with someone who you find a bit difficult, uh, in choosing to love someone who's challenging, choosing to love your, even your husband or your wife after, you know, a couple of years where things can get a bit, a bit rocky, you know, after into year seven, year eight, that kind of just that time when it's just a bit, a bit harder and the, the honeymoon is well over and, uh, and real life, real life can bite hard. So choosing to love, that's, that's where that sanctity is going to be lived out, right there in the daily, ordinary things. I heard a very interesting thought during the week, which I'd just like to share with you. It's brief, don't worry. But uh, that is, the Second Vatican Council, and obviously numerous saints before the council, spoke of the universal call to sanctity. So all of us have the same vocation in that regard. Our vocation right, is to become saints. That's everybody's vocation. That's our universal call to sanctity. Our universal vocation for everyone is sanctity. Now, we kind of narrow that down slightly, and you get the particular vocation. Your particular vocation may be married, religious life, single uh, priest. Priesthood, right? Uh, so that's, that, that's the particular vocation, right? So the particular vocation is, you know, what am I called to? in life, a, a very common question for those kind of from 17 up sort of thing. What does it all want me to do with life? But then there's, a, there's another level, which I, haven't, I hadn't really thought of kind of separating these out, but like the, the universal call to sanctity, the, the particular call in your vocation, and then there's the, the much, much more proximate calls to sanctity in the ordinary daily things, like what now, right now in this moment is the Lord calling me to do in order to be a saint? Right now. And I'm really hesitating to say this because I, I know I have to live it afterwards, but like sanctity apparently is really easy. So the saints say sanctity is easy because all you have to do is obey the Holy Spirit that has been given to you. And if you honestly, but honestly and sincerely follow the Lord's inspirations in your heart in every moment, you will become a saint. It's so easy to say that, isn't it? It's, just, it's so easy to say that. But it, I mean, we know, we know, we know that there are moments every day when I've made that little resolution to get up five minutes early to pray a decade of the rosary before, man, before breakfast, before dinner, the day starts. And the alarm goes off and you look at your watch and go, yeah, I'll start tomorrow. It'll be fine, it'll be fine. Five minutes news, be good, be grand. Or that resolution that you've made to do an hour of adoration, two hours of adoration, come to Mass a bit earlier, uh, be on time for Mass. Uh, the resolution that you've made to stay off chocolates or not eat between meals or any of these kind of good things that we do out of love for the Lord. Out of love for the Lord. We don't do it for, to lose weight. Or, but do things out of love for the Lord. And yet... And yet we don't necessarily follow through on them. Oh, then there are outright sins, things that we know we should not do. I should not gossip. I should not speak badly about these, pers- these people. I shouldn't. See the state of her. Do you know, I'm, I'm out of flows. Do you know? Or people in our lives then who, who we need to forgive or love or pray for or remember or whatever the, our, our, our individual situation I know what I'm being asked to do. I know what the Lord wants of me. 
I'm not talking about universal vocation of sanctity. That we can kind of take that for granted. My particular vocation, that's fairly chosen for myself anyway. For many of yourselves, you know what you're doing, or you're already married, you're already good to go. Uh, but on the narrower, the, the, the more proximate, the, the, the more immediate inspirations, the more immediate movements of the Holy Spirit in my heart, like, do I follow them? Do I? Do I consistently follow them? Am I even listening? Do I want to know? Because that's something else we come across, you know, that sometimes, at times people don't want to know. I was talking to someone recently who, who, who told me how much they, they wanted help. And I said, right, okay, did you ask for help? No. How did you want people to know you needed help if you didn't ask for help? And I wasn't being cheeky, like I'm just saying, like, if you give the impression that everything is okay, if you don't ask for help, how will people know you, you want help? Especially if you give the impression like that everyone should just kind of back off. Then how are people supposed to know you need help or want help? Or what if they've even actually tried to approach you thinking that that reaction or that action is probably due to an insecurity and you show them the door? How then are they supposed to know you need help? So in this immediate, in this right now, with the now that I have, what is the Lord asking me to do? And that's kind of the, kind of the, the, the heart of kind of mindfulness. And the idea behind it isn't bad, to be present to the now. I mean, it goes off in, a, in many wacky directions after that. But like being present now and not living my life yesterday, which is stuck in the past and cannot be undone, or living my life in the future, which hasn't arrived yet, so it's just full of fear and anxiety. If I don't live in the now, what is the Lord asking me to do now? What is the Holy Spirit in my heart saying to do right now? Then after you leave Mass, what's he asking me to do now? Like, How can I use the time in the car on the way home well? Should I pray? Should I call someone? Should I just spend some time in peace? Should I spend some time with the Lord? I don't know what he's going to ask you to do. Just listen. Listen. But then be faithful to that. Because if you're faithful to that, and then you're faithful to the next inspiration, and the inspiration after that, and then you go home, and there's a pile of dishes in the sink, and you'd really rather not wash them, or there's someone who could do with a chat, or there's something that needs to be done, something that maybe causes you to renounce your will, and you say, Lord, out of love for you, I'll do it. And then you're faithful to the next thing. And then you're faithful to the next thing. And then you go to bed at a reasonable hour and don't waste all night on TikTok. And then you're up on time or five minutes early because you want to pray. And then the next thing. And then the next thing. Then you'll be a saint. Then you'll be a saint. Get the now right. Listen to the Holy Spirit now in every now that you have and then you'll be a saint obey him it's that easy so we ask the Lord to teach us to be saints to overcome our own will our own laziness our own stubbornness our own intransigence 
and that we can be the saints he's calling us to be. Amen.